0: Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together. And uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We're in Philippians 1 today. So glad you guys could join us. And uh, yesterday we talked about Paul's Uh, singleness of of, of mind and conviction and motivation that he was just so glad the gospel was getting out. That's what he lived for. That's what he breathed for. And he was rejoicing that even though he was in bonds, uh, the gospel's going forth, even all the way to the palace. People had heard the gospel. People had heard about Paul and all the way to the palace. And uh, what an awesome, awesome thing uh, that is there. And so, so here we are in uh, Philippians one. And um, We will pick up on verse number uh, 19. Yeah, verse number 19. He says, uh, Paul says, uh, writing to the church here, For I know that this this will turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Let me just stop there. Now, keeping in mind, Paul is in prison right now. He's in the Mamertine prison there, and he's writing to this church of Philippi, encouraging them to rejoice, encouraging them to have unity, uh, not to be discouraged about Paul and his bonds. In fact, his bonds have, have uh, gone to the furtherance of the gospel and so forth. And, and here's what he says. For I know that this, uh, this fact that he's in bonds, the fa- you know all the things that we've just discussed, this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. So here's, here's the first part. He, he's, he's putting a lot of uh, uh, emphasis really on the, uh, the privilege, but also the responsibility of the church to be praying for these needs, these real needs that their, uh, their group is facing. And primarily here, this, uh, this, this missionary of theirs, the Apostle Paul, and he says this, that uh, through your prayers, um. Uh, this will turn to my salvation. Now, what's he talking about? Is he saying that if he preaches the gospel enough, he's going to be saved? Is he saying that if he's in prison enough, he's going to be saved? He's not talking about that kind of salvation. Uh, he already has salvation. He's already experienced salvation. But he's talking about the 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 freeing uh, aspect of salvation. When we, you know, for example, we could say, uh, uh, you know, if if I was drowning in a lake. And someone someone came in and rescued me. I could say I was saved, right? Uh, I was saved in that moment. Okay, and and uh, what, are, what are we talking about when we talk about that? Uh, what he, what he's saying is whether literally he'll be taken out of these chains. Or just the freedom that he has to keep going with the ministry the Lord has given him. He says this this thing is going to lead to my salvation. He says partly because church your prayers, the fact that you're praying it, and by the way we need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying for um uh, for for the pastor, for the church leadership, for uh for for these things. Why? Because because there's a there's a big part of the um uh. Of the of the fellowship, the, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, holding the rope for each other, so to speak. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think back to the, the picture there of in the Old Testament when Israel was was having ba- in battle. And they were down there in the valley. And, and as Moses would lift up the rod of God, uh, as long as that, hit, that rod would stay lifted up, the children of Israel would prevail. But as soon as it started to drop, his arms would get tired. Uh, the, the the children of Israel would start to lose. And so you had on one side Aaron, on the other side Hur, and they were propping up his hands. And uh, it's a great picture, a great metaphor of uh, of everyone's involvement, really, with what God is doing. I, I want to say this. As, as a pastor of church, I... I uh, I covet I desire your prayers uh, that I could do uh, the the job that God has set me out to do and, and and by the way it's beyond my strength it's beyond my ability I I am I am in over my head okay and I think any God called pastor needs to, should realize that that what you have to accomplish is so far beyond you in your physical strength we need support all right um, but with that being said, it's not about the pastor, it's about the master. Now, who has the greatest target on their back in the, in the entire church? Hey, if, 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 uh, you know, a new, uh, someone's maybe come, you know, been visiting a week or two and they fall into sin and fall out, if you would, uh, backslide, however you want to word it, uh, no one really notices, you know. Hopefully some people have reached out and there's a connection there, but no one really notices, you know. But you know what's going to make a big impact? You know how many churches through the ages, uh, how many churches uh, the last hundred years that were one time big, thriving ministries, the pastor stumbled and the whole flock scattered. The whole church fell apart. You now we can look at that and say, well, they shouldn't have been following a man. They should have been following Christ. And, and there's some truth to that, but I wonder how many people are holding up his hands. You see, there's a target. And there is so much room for criticism. By the way, I wanna I wanna just say this. You know, the Bible says uh am uh, trying to remember which uh, one of the pastoral epistles uh, uh, but it says this to, to uh uh to receive not uh let me try to think of the wording here uh to, 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 to not receive uh, an accusation against an elder. And the word there, elder, the, the, the episkopos, the, uh, that, that's a word for, that's, that's interchangeable, used for, for the pastor, the leadership of the church. Um, and why? Because, let me just say, there can be a lot of things to accuse the pastor of. And so he says, unless there's a few witnesses, you know, uh, uh, be careful not to just be thrown accusations. You know, it kind of reminds me of right now the situation we're in at as a country. Uh, the, the, the Democrats are looking for anything possible they can just throw at the president. And, uh, you know, we're going to impeach. You know, they were already talking about impeachment before they had anything to impeach about. And uh, so when they finally found something that they thought might stick, they wanted to run at. It. You know, well, the reality is, you know, we can nitpick all day long and try to find some things. And the reason I'm saying all this is, uh, is, as Paul here is, is, is kind of a spiritual leader, and, he's, and he had no problem asking this of the church on several occasions. He says, hey, would you pray for me? Pray for me here in this in this context he's praying he's saying he's saying this is going to lead to uh, to my salvation uh, as you church pray now again whether it be uh salvation in the sense that he's taken out of prison or salvation in the sense that he has liberty he's not the at least feeling like he's in bonds you know because if you remember peter in the book of acts the church was praying and uh, that's when the angel showed up and uh, woke up peter hey wake up you know and and they he busted him out of prison what was happening the church was praying so he says this through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So, so we're working, we're working uh, together with with God uh, as as we pray. We're working with the Spirit of Jesus Christ, if you would, the Holy Spirit of God. And it's amazing how He can arrange things. You know, uh, it says in the in the Proverbs, the heart of the king is in the hands of God, and uh, like the rivers of water, He turns it uh, whithersoever He will. And, uh, and so, so that's a tremendous thought as we think, boy, we got to pray for leaders and we got to pray for these circumstances. Right now, uh, a lot of churches are struggling with this, uh, uh, with this um, uh, uh, closing the doors and having to go on to online services or, or even the drive-in service. It's not, not the same. They're the, you know, we're, we're made to fellowship and we're made to have that kind of connection. And so it can be very difficult. And so, so what I say is this, we need to be praying for the spiritual leaders. We need to be praying for the, the, um, our, our civil leaders. Because the, uh, as we consider the situation Paul is finding himself in, I, I think it's implied here that, that the, 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 the civil leadership, uh, the prayers that direction, could lead to Paul's salvation in that sense as well, uh, to him being freed and so forth. And so he's saying this, he says, I know this shall lead to my salvation through your prayers in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be by life or by death, here's this boldness, this confidence, and listen to the words he says: earnest expectation, my hope. And by the way, hope in the Bible it carries the idea of expectation. It's a, it's, it's, it's not like oh, I hope for fingers crossed, but but this kind of an ex- expected end. That in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness. And the word there, boldness, carries the idea of boldness to speak, no reservation. With all boldness. As always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. He's kind of leading into this thought here. He says, I've been bold with my speech. I, I've been bold with my witness. And I want to keep on going. My earnest expectation, my hope that in nothing I'll be ashamed. There'll be no shame, no holding back. And by the way, we didn't we see that in Paul's life as it comes towards the end? He's standing before King Agrippa. And what's he doing? He's trying to pin the king down to make a decision about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd say that's boldness. I'd say that's that's without reservation. Uh, um, but what was his prayer? His desire? His expectation? He says, "I want to go. All I want to be so faithful, I want to be so bold that whether in life, if I live some more to tell this message, or in death, I seal with my blood, as we talked about yesterday, the blood of the martyrs. Uh, either way, that that Christ." be glorified in my body what a desire what a heart to have as he as he says no matter what comes my way my greatest desire my earnest expectation my hope and nothing i'll be ashamed but that my life would glorify jesus christ what uh you know I, i hope that's our desire today i hope that is our our prayer that uh that in anything that there'd be nothing in which I would be ashamed, but that I'd be a bold witness, a bold testimony of the grace of God, that that in my body Christ would be glorified. What a statement. And then he solidifies it with this famous verse, verse twenty one for to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What a what a way to live your life. Paul truly meant it, as we started off the whole the whole book. As, as the very first verse a servant of jesus christ he's he is proving that statement that he made that he's a true servant of jesus christ you see a servant doesn't have rights doesn't have his own desires well he what does he want to do he wants to fulfill the desires of his master that's a true servant and so so he's fulfilling this you know as he as he wrote in the book of galatians which was written before this uh he says i am crucified with christ Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is is that concept played out. He says, for to me to live is Christ. Hey, I'm already dead. Anything that is of any value, anything that's going to come out of me, if for any purpose, it's Christ in me. It's the Christ life. For me to live is Christ. Here's what he's saying. If I am still alive, if I'm still breathing, it's because Christ wants to do something in and through me. That's why. You're right, you know, I wonder the question, how come people don't just go to heaven after they get saved? Why isn't God just take them? Wouldn't that be easy? And boy, I tell you what, that'd be easy. That'd be a quick upgrade. I'm ready for that. But uh, but you know what? He's got a purpose for us while we're here. He could have used the angels to preach the gospel. He could have written it in the sky. He could have done all these kinds of things. But what did he do? He chose sinful men to experience the grace of God and then to pass on the grace of God. That's so what it says in, Revelation, uh, in Romans. It says, uh, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith to faith. As I as I've placed my faith in him and I'm growing and my faith is growing, what do I do? I'm passing on the faith. And I share it with another. And and so for me to live, is Christ. He's got done with me. He's got a plan for me. But to die, (laughs) now listen, folks, here's where we start to miss it. To die is gain. I don't don't get the impression that a lot of Christians are looking forward to heaven. I don't get the impression that a lot of Christians are looking forward to spending uh, eternity with the one who saved them. We say it, we talk about it, but are we yearning for it? Uh, do we really think it's truly gain? What you know? What what do we think? We think, uh, you know, uh, well, there's still some things that I want to do in this life, or there's some. We have goals, we have ambitions, we have dreams, we have all these things, and, and those things are fine to have, but but uh, let's keep things in perspective. For me, uh, to live is Christ, and to die is truly gain. But you know what? Once we die, it's appointed a man once to die. After this, the judgment. Once we've passed on, once, we, once we've died, everything that we will accomplish to the glory of God, remember that Christ may be glorified in my body, whether in life or in death. When it's all said and done, what we really have next is the judgment seat of Christ. And what will we have? What will we have to present to him who, who loved us and gave himself for us, who saved us from the, from the penalty of sin? What will we have to show for it? Will we glorify him in death? Will our lives have glorified him in life? And I think we're going to finally get a real perspective. And and, and I can't help but wonder if, if that's the reason why a lot of us don't, don't get super excited when we start talking about uh, death or we start talking about the rapture, uh, because the reality is, I don't know if I've given my all. There's a there's a song in our in our hymn book that says, "I wonder have I done my best for Jesus?" and uh, I'll be honest with you. There are times, there are days that have gone by that I've not done my best for Jesus. Has, has He been glorified in my body? And uh, oh, you know, this is a conviction that the Apostle Paul lived his life by and he expressed it to the church. Uh, I think to pass it on. In fact, it says, I believe it's First uh, Corinthians. I believe it's First Corinthians eleven. He says to to the church at Corinth. He says, "Follow me, even as I also follow Christ." Why, why does he talk about his faith? Why does he talk about himself? Because, because he wants to be an example to the believers. And he says, hey, follow my faith. Whose faith follow considering the end uh, of the conversation? He says, he says, I've laid it out for you guys. I've lived it for you. In fact, even in my bonds, I'm being faithful and the gospels going forward. And, uh, you know, whether in life or in death, I just want to glorify him. For to me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What a way to live. And uh and boy, what a challenge to us as believers. And I'll say this, I, I think the devil has distracted us in so many areas. Believers. He distracts us with entertainment, amusements. The word amuse means to not think. <laughs> uh he distracts us with amusements with with uh just the things of this world. And uh, you know, anything out of balance could become dangerous, could become uh, you know, uh could could pull us away, but Uh, You know, nothing, I don't don't believe in and of itself is inherently sinful, but, but uh, but boy, when it gets a grip on us, uh, it's sinful and, and it pulls us away. And, and I think the biggest thing the devil accomplishes in our, in the lives of Christians is he distracts us. That's why we see over and over again, this concept, redeeming the time, uh, Ephesians five, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Uh, Romans, wake up. It's time to wake up for uh, For the night is far spent. The day is at hand and, and our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Hey, it's time to get things together. It's time to start living for him. Uh, if it's right to do, it's right to do now. And uh, and so we ought to we gotta live with eternity in mind. We ought to live. Uh, from To me, to live is Christ. He's not done with me. But to die is gain. I'm ready. I'm ready to be with him. And uh, to have that mindset. Verse 22. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not, or I I don't know. You know, uh, um, and, and uh, verse twenty-three: For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So he says, there's two things: if I live in the flesh, and what he means by, by this is if I stay here physically, okay. Uh, this is the fruit of my labor. People are getting saved, and Christ is being glorified in my body. and And He says, "This is the fruit of my labor. This is a great thing." But if I had a choice, I don't know what I would choose. It is is basically what, what He's saying there, verse twenty two. Uh, uh, what I shall choose, I what not. I don't know what to choose. Verse twenty four. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more. Or I'm sorry. Um. For I'm twenty three. For I'm a, uh, a straight betwixt two. I, I I want this, but I also want this. And he says, um, he says, uh, 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 having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Hey, that's the upgrade, all right. This mortality will put on immortality. This this body that's falling apart is going to put on an incorruptible body. This is so exciting. He says, but you know what? It's so more important than that. He says, uh, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Now again, he's talking to a church. It's more needful for these believers so that the faith goes on for that, so that it continues. And I want to say, I think Paul did a good job because I'm saved today. (laughs) My salvation at some point along the way gets traced back to the Apostle Paul and his faithfulness. The Apostle to the Gentiles. As we're in this church age today, and so he, so he saw the big picture and he says, "Man, I can 't wait to just be with Christ and I want that and I want to I I be there, I want those rewards and I want that uh, you know the, the full fruition of my salvation. I want it to come to pass. but you know what's so important is that I'm here with you guys, that I'm investing in you and that you are growing and that I'm giving you scripture, I'm giving you these things and I'm, and I'm passing it on. It's more needful." For you. And uh and uh verse twenty five, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you, uh with you all, for the furtherance and joy of faith. He's saying, uh, here's the confidence as I continue and go on with you, as I remain here. He says, uh, he says, here's the purpose for your furtherance and joy of faith. You know what he's saying? As long as I'm here, I want to see you guys growing. I want to continue this relationship. I want to keep investing, and I want to keep putting into you. And listen, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know this. Uh, As long as I'm here, and as long as I'm with you all, I want to keep investing, and I want to keep uh, 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 um, giving of myself and, uh, and, and being a part of your lives and seeing your growth and your joy in the faith. By the way, that's my job, to bring joy of your faith, that you have confidence and, uh, and excitement about your walk with God. And then, uh, and then he says this, that your rejoicing, verse 26, may be more and more abundant in Jesus Christ. For uh, for me, by my coming uh, to you again, he says, so that when I when I come to you, if God allows, as as I'm, I I get out of here, I have experienced that physical salvation. He says, i want to come to you guys, and uh, and and I want your rejoicing rejoicing to be more and more. He's talking about joy and faith and rejoicing. Remember the theme of Philippians: rejoicing, rejoice, Lord, always. Excuse me, and again I said, rejoice. He says, I just want to keep, see that joy continue to grow. I want there to be rejoicing. And uh, boy, it really is a, a rejoicing thing when you see believers start to get these principles and start to get in their walk with God and lights are coming on and, and it's exciting and there is a joy and, and, uh, and boy, you know, that, that, that starts to spread like wildfire. When people are growing and abounding and just experiencing excitement in the Lord, it starts to pass on and uh and it's funny because sometimes you'll get around some folks that aren't growing and they haven't experienced that and everything and, and uh, they'll either try to put it be a wet blanket on that person or or they'll step back and think how come they're experiencing such revival in their heart and I, i'm not but uh boy i tell you what as believers we want to be growing in that my desire my passion church is that you would be growing in your joy and your excitement as 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 the faith that, that, that he had begun in you, as we saw earlier, he had begun a good work, shall perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. I want to see that coming out to fruition in your lives. Hey, for me to live is Christ, <laughs> but to die is gain. I'm looking forward to that day. But you know, it's more needful that I stay here and I invest in you all and that we invest in each other and we see each other growing in joy uh, of the Lord and uh, joy of our faith.